Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Same can be said about Shana Goldman. That's why she's with us every Friday here on Sabres Live. Hi, Shana. How are you? Hi. What an intro. Wow. Gas me up before we even start. <laughs> well, Wait Marty was talking fired about pilot up. lights like, earlier. So, uh, we're, like we're my snowblower. About- Maybe we just need to warm the, the thing up <laughs> and then we fire it up and it goes, right? That's uh, That was my problem this week. Uh, Shana. Because we had Dominic Kashik on last night pregame, and Dom was awesome, by the way. He was so much fun. He he listed Marty Brodeur, Ed Belfort, and Patrick Waugh as the top three goalies. He said he didn't want to kind of go into different generations, so just the guys he played against, um, which I was surprised he put Patrick number three. But anyway, let's talk about uh, goalies in the NHL right now. Um, would the Nashville Predator ever consider trading UC Soros? And what would be, is Quentin Byfield enough to be able to make the deal or would it need to be more? It would need to be more. Um, oh, good. Quentin, because Duffer pre-show said the same thing. And I'm like, well, it's a lot, but still okay. No, UC Soros is our short king and he's worth everything and more. You know, he's someone that has shown he can be a game breaker. You look at the Predators playoff runs of the last couple of years and how they got there. And it's the UC Soros show. Even if he has a bad first half, when it matters most, he comes to play. He has been so clutch. Last year, I think he actually was the best goalie in the league, which is so, like, the bar was so high with Sorokin and Olmark killing it, too. But I think he's that fantastic, even though this season hasn't gone perfectly. Like, he was incredible in December, and then January happened, and who's to say? But I would say he is a a known commodity, and he's also someone that fills a need everybody knows that the Kings has that I I would say you have to squeeze for a little bit more you know he's 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 not in his 30s this isn't a Markstrom like there's going to be demand for goalies I would say squeeze any team for every every ounce of juice you can get if you want him or don't trade him nice juice pun thank you I I hang out with Allison so much you know I'm working on it You can't I, trade them. They, I mean, what if, I, I, I know they got Askarov and, you know, maybe, but like, well, anyway, let's, why don't we look at who they beat last night and how that team can't beat anyone? The Kings have now lost 10 of 11. Yeah. It's not great. And it's a bad time, too, because you have other Pacific Division teams surging. Like, yes, this is timing with the Vegas Golden Knights slip. So that obviously works for them. But the Central Division, is so good the top three there and then you look at the pacific and the kraken had their win streak and you know look a lot better than they did a month ago you have the oilers <laughs> killing it right now yeah. to the point where they've pushed them out of a playoff spot 
it's a really tough time for the Kings. But if you're going to have this tough time, have it now, figure it out, and have a strong second half, right? But it's it's interesting what's hurting them. It's it's not the goal scoring as much. It's I would say before the last couple games, it wasn't the goaltending. Cam Talbot had two really rough games, and then Riddick was in net last night. But before that, you just kind of saw their rush game, something they were really good defending against, come apart. So that's what they need to clean up. And maybe it's a, as simple as getting back to basics. So you can support your goaltender because we have talked about it a million times. Who knows what the second half of the season is going to look like for 36-year-old Cam Talbot at this point. I think that you need to ensure your team is very stout in front of the net so you can ensure your goaltending is going to do what they need to do because you don't have the money for more. Okay, well, L.A. went and acquired Columbus's Jonas Corpusello last year. Could L.A. acquire Columbus's Elvis Merzlikens this year? Because I like Merzlikens. I think he had some rough, uh, like, off-ice kind of situation in Columbus. And and that's not easy to come, you know, full circle. I think Merzlikens and the new team could do a lot of damage and could be really good. Completely and totally agree. I think it's so tough to look at. Look, if everybody looked at Columbus, right, and thought, look at this season that Corpus Allo is having, they kind of forgot to look at the rest of his career, right? And that was yeah. some pretty tough numbers. But everyone gave him the benefit of the doubt of look at who he was playing behind when Ottawa signed that contract. You got to have the same conversation with Elvis then. Look at the team he's played behind. They've been very bad through much of his career. They had a couple good years. So you have to account for that. And then, like you mentioned, the off-ice stuff. I feel like this is someone that's a little bit outspoken. And it, it it's annoying because we say we want to hear personalities, right? And goaltenders have them. And here, Elvis shows his, and then everybody's so quick to jump on it. I look at it and say, he needs a fresh start. I think he'll be very good behind a team like the Kings. It's the contract. And it's a risk, right? Every trade has a risk. But if you're acquiring that much cap space and that term, there isn't as much of a way out. But I think he's still a good bet to take. Um, the Flyers are going to win the Metro, aren't they? <laughs> Not if Danny Breer has something to say about it, right? Um... <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's changed course now. They're two points back of the Rangers. They've won five in a row and arguably have the hottest goal scorer, not named Reinhardt or Matthews in the form of Owen Tippett. Yeah, it's a fun year for the Flyers, which it's it's nice to see. You know, they changed management. Everyone was so quick to jump on them because it was torts. And I love everything they're doing this year. The defensive structure that they have, thanks to John Tortorella and Bradshaw, I don't think is talked about enough. The power kill that they're running doesn't get talked about enough. And then you're yeah. seeing players like Owen Tippett, who needed a change of scenery, and look at what he can do. And the offensive talent, too. It, it just is all kind of clicking at the right time. And even if they do sell a player or two, which maybe they should still do regardless of their playoff status, because the big picture is what they're focusing in on. They can still compete. Nothing's going to stop them from it. And because they gave themselves such a nice lead, they can still make a wild card seed. So maybe that just gets them some player uh, playoff experience for guys like Tippett, like Bobby Brink, more for Travis Konechny and, and sets them up in a better position for the next year. Um, is this more the Flyers playing really well or the Rangers playing really bad and mostly Igor Shesterkin not being himself? I mean, I look at his numbers and according to a hockey reference, Shesterkin has seven really bad start this year in 29, 29 starts. He had only six in 58 starts last year, four in 52 the year before. Um, Jonathan Quick almost probably saved the Rangers season with how good he was early in the year. So what's wrong with Shesterkin now? I think it's a mix of both, right? The Flyers have been really good and the Rangers have really lost that margin that they built up for themselves. The Rangers defensively, we saw really trail off 
after they had that great start to the year, they were allowing more rush chances against, really high danger chances against constantly. So I think that was a problem. And Chesterkin was struggling with it when he returned from injury. Then it felt like he hit his stride. And you kind of saw Jonathan Quick tail off a little bit too, mm -hmm. which is interesting because he's had such a great year and we're like, well, look at the magic of Ben Lallier. But we also have to remember this is still Jonathan Quick and he hasn't had a consistent season like this in what, six years? He had some great heights in LA those last few years and then completely crashed and burned. And while I don't think that's going to happen this year, we can see his game catching up to him. So it's even more important for second to raise the bar. It just seems like every time he gets on the right path, and I think his games against Seattle and Washington were that, he has such a stinker like he did against Vegas last night. So yeah. it's that inconsistency that we're not accustomed to for him. What I mean, it just, you know, he needs to figure that out, yes. And I think the team has to figure out how to win games if he's not going to be perfect. Because you need a little bit of everything if you want to go deep in the playoffs. How would you assess the Islanders and <laughs> their goaltending or and or big picture, given that they've dropped five of six and all of them in regulation time? Vin vindication, is that the word you use on your <laughs> vindication. podcast? I'm in my vindication era. Like, listen, <laughs> I wrote that article about Lou Amarello and people were very quick to jump on it. Like, we're two points out of a playoff spot. How could you say that about us? And it's like, well, I'm not talking about just this season. I'm talking big picture. And big picture is that Lou Amarello is not a good gen general manager and you can go through his history of what he did with the Islanders and cherry pick a couple good contracts like the Pelic deal, right? But otherwise, tell me what he's done besides bringing Barry Trotz, who brought in his complete staff. Um, I don't think he has the vision to take this team where they need to be, and they bet so much on this core. You have nine players with no movement and no trade clauses. That's not good. You not just locked yourself into your core, but your supporting cast that was mid to start with. So this drop-off is not surprising to me. What is surprising is how many players have dropped off. You see like Noah Dobson, he was legitimately like Norris caliber. And then late December, like the 28th, 29th, you just see this drop-off. And while he's starting to trend back up, that's concerning too. It's a team-wide issue. Um, the coaching is a problem. The roster is flawed. And Sorokin at least is hitting his stride a little bit more than he was originally in the season. Like he kind of forgot he was an elite goalie to start the year. And now with Varlamov hurt, like it's a lot more on his plate. But I say, I would say it's everything in front of the blue paint is what's costing them right now. Marty, I just got a notification on my phone. The Stifler's mom band has unfollowed us after that Islanders trashing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, they 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 never followed Shayna, so that's probably why they're unfollowing us. So that's good. <laughs> uh, Shayna, um, I was asked this question this morning for a hit I did with TSN, and I'm going to ask you the same question. And it is a little Sabres, you know, history in there is that if Austin Matthews hits 70 goals, does he win the Hart Trophy? And then last time that a player had 70 goals or more was Solani and McGillney in 92-93, right? Nobody's ever hit 70 since then. So if Matthews hit 70, he had three last night, he's got now 37 and 42 games. If he hits 70, are we giving him the Hart Trophy? Do the Leafs make the playoffs? Because there's this unwritten rule that you need to make the playoffs to be in the Hart Trophy conversation when that's not the case. To me... I feel like he should be getting more heart tro trophy buzz. And it's tough because it's a good field. You have Nikita Kucherov, which again, do the lightning make the playoffs. You have Artemi Panarin. You have Nathan McKinnon, who is willing his team into existence. When they're playing him, they're going to play him 30 minutes a night if they have to, because good. they're injured and their depth is hurting. You know, like to me, the pure winner right now is Nathan McKinnon. But that's nothing against Austin Matthews. And then you have Connor McDavid, who's back. Who knew? He would be amazing. Yeah. Elite players bouncing back. What, you know, like... What a revelation. 
But Austin Matthews, and I think last night was a prime example of it, this Leafs team is not very good. They are so yeah. defensively flawed. Mitch Marner is scoring empty calorie points this year without enough substance behind it. The goaltending is a train wreck. He but missed Austin, an empty net last night. I'm thinking at least that could get you going. He missed it. Like he had he a wide open net. He did have a goal, though. I'll give him credit. He had a goal, yeah. and his game score was better than his point total, which has only happened 50% of the time, which is showing like the points are just outweighing everything else. Yeah. But Austin Matthews can flip a switch. That game is not won if Austin Matthews doesn't pick up the pace. And he's done it numerous times. I feel like if the Leafs are going to be a playoff team, it's going to be on his back. So, yes, we should be talking about him in the Hart Trophy conversation, too. That game was never in doubt. Right, Marty? What a coach's challenge no, on the me. hand that, pass. That was incredible oh, to me. Marty was yeah. all worried when it was 2 nothing. I'm like... Oh, yeah, that's right. It was 2 nothing like, and the first set. Nah, the Leafs will win. But... <laughs> Like, listen, we talk about coaches challenge. Don Granado has been really good. And the Sabres yes. video coaches have been really good. Yesterday, Sheldon Keefe is yelling at Dean Chinote. I need to know now. I need to know now. It's 4-4 in the third period. He calls a timeout so that it gives his video coaches more time to review. And then sure. they challenge on a missed hand pass, missed stoppage of play. They win the challenge. They win the game 4-3. That was pretty incredible. That, we got a fly. Shana, thank you so much. Uh, uh, we want more time. <laughs> I know, we got to extend it. Hop on her podcast. <laughs> Been yeah, there, you want to talk crazy goaltending, let's I, go. I played a mean game, It was, uh, but I, I did it good, so I, I'll play that game again. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap Sabres Live right after this. Stay with us. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.